you have been warned. This radio program is going to have bold topics for bold Christians. Welcome to Empowered Radio with Laurie Dims. It's the time to ride now. It's Tim's times. Thank you for joining me today. Amen and amen. Now, let me introduce myself. My name is Laurie L. Timms. I'm an author and a speaker. And it's my passion to reach the lost and inform the church in these last days. Amen. Today, we have an interesting topic. And, it's, and, and the topic title is, Get Back on Track. All right. Now, my foundation of scripture is Psalms 1911. By thy judgments, thy servant is warned. In keeping them, there is great reward. Amen. We want those rewards, those great rewards. Okay. Now, I'm going to talk about the two roads or paths. Now, in the Bible, Jesus refers it to gates because, you know, you open the gate, you go through, and you have a path. Well, we have two paths in lives, in our lives. To choose from so we have of course we have the straight and narrow and those are the few that go on there those are the ones that are saved and they're following the lord and his commandments and uh doing his will and then we have the the wide and i like to call it a highway we have a road and then we have a highway and uh, that's what i'm going to refer it to so let's get going here uh now i was involved this morning with my morning devotion and the holy spirit reminded me to stay on track then all of a sudden uh i saw a picture in my mind where it was uh you know driving down the road and all of a sudden you hear that if you go too far over one way or the other and so that was the first thing that the Holy Spirit showed me, and so we're going to go with that. So it turned out to be a really good teaching here. Amen, and to God be all the glory. Now, we want to stay on track because if we get off track, we're unlikely to be successful, and we're more likely to fail. So it's important that we do that. Now, going off the road too far, we are worn by bumpers on the side. And I looked this up, you know, I'm like, what are, what are they called? So I looked it up and they're called a rumble strip. That That's a, that's a wild name in it. But anyway, uh, it's telling us to go back that we're going too far in one direction. It should alert drivers when they drift from their lane. Now there's two different types. You have the edge line and that's, uh, the one toward the shoulder, it's when you're going off the road completely. And then we have the center line where you don't go into the other lane. Uh, and, uh, you know, you may hit another vehicle. So uh, this is to alert inattentive drivers because they're not paying attention. And we've all done that. You know, we'd like to just drive a little bit because sometimes driving can be, become hypnotic. And, uh, so we'll we'll hear that we're like, oh then you just you know scoot over a little bit but anyway this is a countermeasure for reducing roadway departure crashes 
and it's also known as the sweet sound of safety amen and we want to be safe we want to stay safe now there's another type like i said there's the edge line the center line but then we have what you call transverse strips now these are little bitty sometimes they're circular or little squares and they cover the whole road and uh they're a signal to slow down so i would say that would be the first warning just slow down you know you're going too fast uh you know be careful watch out watch what you're doing there could be trouble ahead uh you know a lot of different factors could be involved there but it's to slow us down amen now from time to time we find ourselves drifting from our lane in life you know and when jesus talks about this uh the bible reminds us of this in matthew 7 13 jesus talks about it, it says because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which lead leadeth unto life and few there be that find it now jesus is referring to a pathway a pathway in life and it's so important that we have to take this seriously now it's so important that we are to stay on the straight and narrow it is as we stay on the narrow path god's purpose and plan it is a safety net for those who choose it but few find it or choose not to you know it's easier sometimes to stay on the highway than it is to go a different direction to go to the narrow way because uh sometimes they just want to be follow the crowd they want to be with what everyone else is doing you know instead of looking at it and saying hey you know that's not the right way to do it we have to do it a different way uh it's easier to stay on the uh highway the broadway uh matthew 7 13 says the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction and those who enter it are many see it's easy it's easy because you just think about it it's easier to be a sinner or to be unsaved than it is to be saved because you know a sinner we're all sinners don't get me wrong i'm not trying to say we're not sinners anymore but I'm saying that, you know, you're living the life by your flesh. You're doing what you want. The devil leaves you alone because he's got you already. So he's not trying to stop anything you're doing. And uh, he knows in the end you're going to be destroyed anyway. If you're not destroyed on the earth uh, first, you'll be destroyed. Uh, you know, you have no future in hell because your future is hell. And so that's the thing. He knows he's got you. So your life is easier. You get along with the crowd. You get along with people. You're doing worldly things. You're drinking. You're smoking. You're getting high. You're sleeping with people. You're just doing whatever your flesh uh, wants you to do. It overrides your thinking. It overrides it. And so anyway, uh, and you, you know, you're popular. You have friends. A lot of times you have money and different things. And so it's easier.
to be on that highway. Now, I'm going to talk about the different type of people that are on this broad highway. The broad path refers, number one, the broad path refers to those who go along with the crowd. I just mentioned that. They haven't surrendered all to Christ Jesus. They have, now you probably heard this term before, one foot in heaven and one foot in hell. They're straddling the fence, so to speak. Now we know there's really no such thing as straddling the fence. You're, you can't have two masters. Uh, you're, you're on one side or you're on the other. And, uh, you know, and I've said this many, many times. You don't have to be a Satanist or a devil worshiper to be living for the devil. Because if you're living for yourself, you're living for the devil. You're on, there's only two sides. So if you've rejected Jesus as your Lord and Savior, there's only one other side left. And so it's just that simple. The enemy doesn't want you to know that, but it is. It's just everything has an opposite. And that is the ultimate opposite. Heaven and hell. Uh, Jesus Christ or Satan. Those, those are the opposites. Now, the second type of people is those that believe in false doctrines. Now, I'm just going to go so far to just say that, you know, if you're not worshiping the Lord Jesus, you're not following the Bible, his word, then the rest of them are false. I'm just going to tell you the truth. That's why people in the world don't attack other religions. It's because the devil's not going to attack his own people pretty much. And so he knows if he's got you hooked in that false religion, you're not going to he I mean, heaven anyway. So you're serving him indirectly. Now, uh, one of the false doctrines may be easy beliefism. Oh, you believe in God, but you have no relationship. Uh, good deeds get you into heaven. I'm a good person. I do good things. Many religions believe that, that you get to heaven by works. Not by works, lest any man boast. That's what the Bible says. Number three type of person is confession without repentance. Now we see that, where people just, just confess their sins, and that's it. That's as far as they go. The the person may bless them and whatever, uh, but it's without repentance. They're not changing. True repentance means that when you really mean it, you are truly sorry for what you've done. You turn away from your sin. See, those who say they're sorry, but continue in their sinful lifestyle. That's willful sinning. You're doing it on purpose. You know, uh, you have to Confess, yes, you have to ask for forgiveness, but you have to turn away. That's what repent means. Turn away, turn around. Amen. Uh, now, you, you're going to need the Lord's help to turn around from habits and different things that you might have bondage to, but the Lord will help you. The Holy Spirit will help you. It took a year, year and a half for me to get all the junk, all the addictions, all the stinking thinking out of my life, you know, because 
uh, you know, I first started out, the Lord had me to forgive people. Then uh, he taught me how to uh, not cuss. And so, I mean, you know, he some things he'll take completely away from you that quick. But sometimes you have to work at it. And so uh, then he took uh, the drugs away, the pot. And then I, the one thing that I had left was smoking cigarettes. And that finally went too. Because you want to do what God wants you to do. You want to please Jesus. He gave you, you his all. You need to give him your all. You need to surrender all. Amen. Now, the fourth type of person on that highway to hell is fake Christians. Now, we know tons of them. They're hypocrites. Uh, they're no different after they got so-called saved. Now, salvation is not without sanctification. You've got to clean things up. You know, if you're doing the same old thing you did before you got saved, I don't think you got saved. I think you just said the words and then you just went on and did your own thing. And uh, Matthew 7, 16 says, and you will know them by their fruits. The proof is in the pudding. Proverbs 16, 25 is, there is a way that seemeth right unto man, but in the end it is a way of death or destruction. So see, people think, oh, it's okay. Uh, I'm better than I used to be. You know, I heard all the excuses. Uh, oh, Jesus drank wine, so I'm just going to go to the bar. Or uh, let's think of something else. Oh, God made marijuana. So, you know, but if you took marijuana and you just cut it and you tried to smoke it, you wouldn't catch a buzz. It has to be cured. The same for alcohol. If you do, you really think Jesus went out and got drunk? I mean, you know, come on, be real. It's non fermented, it's grape juice, is what it is. So, anyway, I just want to throw that in. But, uh, Sometimes those on the broad path seem very religious. You know, you've met those two super Christians. Uh, but when they're not in church, they gossip. They have secret sins. They may have a drug or alcohol problem, an addiction. You know, the world doesn't see it because they hide it. Uh, they may gamble or be addicted to the lottery or casinos. Or they may be watching porn on their their computer that nobody knows about. They have sexual sins. Uh, you know, even when I wasn't living my life right, uh, you know, I believed in God and I grew up in a Christian home. And, uh, but I was, I had a secret life. You know, during the day I went to work and, you know, I did this, everything was fine. And people didn't know that I had a drug addiction that I was addicted to prescription drugs. And so I'd come home, I'd put the kids to bed, and then I would just zone out. And so, see, no one knew it was my secret sin until God showed me that you're, you're either on one side or the other. That's where God showed me that. And it was important that I know that. It's actually, it saved my life. Amen. Now, Anyway, the, the worst possible scenario here is if you veered off of your straight and narrow road 
and you're into the highway to hell, so to speak, is having your conscience seared. When you have crossed over the line, your conscience is usually seared. Okay. First Timothy 4.2 Speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. You know, when you have a seared conscience, that's when whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, okay? For him, it is sin. A heart that starts out as flesh keeps getting burned by sin till it becomes dead or hard-hearted as with a hot iron. Now, these are some people in the Bible. I'm not going to read it, but it's in 2 Chronicles 24, 2 that started out well, but hardened their heart. Joash, Amaziah, and Uzziah. So you can look that up if you want to. They started out good, but they strayed and they never came back. So, and the most dangerous uh, state to be in is to have a seared conscious Ecclesiastes 8 11 says taking God for granted is like a drunk this is what I, I read so I wrote it down this is like a drunk thinking he can drink without getting drunk effects of sin continue and they grow until you stop it or until it stops you you know it's bigger than you are and all that you see people they start out drinking a little bit a little party here and there a little nightcap and then before you know it they're all out drunk worshiping the ivory throne and you know i even knew a man and his daughter came over to my son this is when my children were young and said that daddy came home we were having a slumber party and he just peed all over us so you see, he was so drunk, he didn't even know where he was. He just walked in and just peed all over. How humiliated. And uh, the little girl had to be so embarrassed. And I mean, you know, it just shows you that you start out, you know, they show you the commercials where you're having a party, you're having fun, but they don't show you the reality of where it ends up. And uh, I'm going on a side road here, but I had a friend for years that uh drank all the time he smoked and he drank and i told him i said you've got to quit drinking i said that's the worst thing for you and uh he was only a year older than me and we were in our 30s when this happened and so anyway one day i was good friends with his wife she didn't drink so one day we heard that he didn't wake up he was in a coma and so she didn't know what to do. She put him in the hospital. He was in there a month or so. Then they uh, transferred him to the uh, nursing home. He was there for many, many months with no change. He was utterly brain dead. So finally they had to pull the plug on him. But you see, drinking eats you up. And it's bigger than you are. And, you know, I had the effects of uh, pot that I smoked for years and cigarettes that, you know, I've had COPD and different things. Uh, the Lord's healed me of a lot of my ailments because God does heal and he still heals. Amen. But you see, the wages of sin always have uh, a, 
it's a cause and effect thing. So, you know, you have consequences to your sin. Now, God always, this is a scary thing, people. God always leaves the door open for a sinner who will return to him. But this is the scary part. Eventually, the mind becomes set. This is like a reprobate mind. The conscience becomes seared and repentance is impossible. And you may say, Lori, all things are possible with God. That's true. But he's not going to save you if you don't want to be saved. If you're to the point of no return. And God is too righteous and holy for that. He's not going to force himself on you. Uh, Exodus 32, 33 says, uh, God will blot your name out of the book of life. See, that's scary. And this is verse 33. But the Lord said to Moses, whosoever has sinned against me, I will blot them out of my book. This is a person that will no longer change their ways. If you don't repent, this is what happens. If you get over in that, that highway and that broad way, the broad path, this could happen. This could be the end result. And it's scary. And anyway, this example about Moses was the golden calf scenario. You know, the Israelites did believe in God. They saw his power at work. You know, the Red Sea moment, they saw it. They were there. They didn't have to have proof, okay? Now this shows that they grew tired of waiting on Moses, and they started complaining. See, complaining opens the door and gives the enemy legal right to come in to your life. You see, people don't realize that. Quit complaining. Shows lack of faith. Stops faith in its tracks. Just quit. Quit complaining and of course he was on the mountain Moses was on Mount Sinai receiving the Ten Commandments so evil came into their hearts and hardened it, it seared it to the point of not caring about what God thought or having the fear of God anymore altogether see now you see how easy it is to open yourself up to this when you've been warned over and over and you didn't listen you know now it's really sad it's a really sad event now I'm just going to throw this little nugget in here because <clears throat> it says it they blot your name out of the book of life well some people believe that in the beginning when you were created, everyone's name was in the book of life. And if you cho chose uh, to go the wide highway path and you never accepted Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, your name was blotted out. So some people think that your name was put in there when you got saved. And if you went to the uh, point of no return, then it was blotted out. But either way, you can lose it if you don't take it seriously 
and you don't heed your warnings. Amen. Now, remember the transverse and rumble strips? Sometimes they come in the form of a small voice inside you that says, don't do it. Sometimes they come in an uneasy feeling like discernment. This is usually the first warning, the transverse. Now, you know, uh, I had that even when I wasn't living right. Uh, one time I went to this place and I was going to pick up some pot. And when I went in, there was a bunch of people there and they were partying and screaming and all that. And just immediately I got this uneasiness. I said, I got to get out of here. I don't know why, but I got to get out of here. So I left. And a day or two later, I heard that the police had came and all the people there had been arrested. So you see, I was being warned even then. My conscience was warning me. The Holy Spirit was warning me. And I had a gift of discernment to feel that. Now, that's usually the first warning. Uh, now, they get stronger. They would be the transverse. Slow down. Pay attention. Look at where you're going. Look at where what you're heading into. See, it's a warning. It's the first warning. Then you get a stronger warning. And that would be the center line. That's the one down the middle of the road. You would get a warning dream. You get a possibly a rhema word. You know, uh, just because you're... Uh, going over the center line, you know, you haven't went out of the thing completely yet, you know, you may still pray, you may still read the word or go to church, but you're starting to veer off a little bit. Uh, you may get a rhema word. That's when God's word jumps out at you as you read it. Amen. Then finally, God directly speaks to you. This is the edge line. He will speak to you through others. And this is the final warning that you're about to put yourself in harm's way. It would probably be catastrophic to you. You may not survive and you may be knocked off the road completely in a wreck. And so you may be blotted out completely in the book of life. This is the, the point I'm making, you know. Now, I want to go a different direction here real quick before I conclude. And that's, these are people in the Bible who didn't heed God's warning. And, you know, it's a terrible thing that happened to them. Number one, uh, Jonah, you know, he was sent to go to be a missionary in Nineveh. And he didn't. And he wound up being swallowed by a whale. Adam and Eve. They were warned not to eat of the fruit of good and evil. And you see what happened. They were cursed. They were kicked out of the luscious Garden of Eden. They had to wear clothes. Uh, I mean, it was just a terrible life. Uh, Adam, he didn't have to work before, but now he has to work the rest of his life. And mankind, by the sweat of his brow, Eve had childbirth and monthly periods, so she had her own curse. 
so they didn't heed God's warning. Lot and his wife were warned not to look back at Sodom, Gomorrah. And they looked back, and she looked back and turned into a pillar of salt. And to this day, it is still there as a witness. Ananias and Sapphira, they were warned not to lie to the Holy Spirit to tell the truth. And they, were, they gave their lives up for it. There were dire repercussions due to their rebellious nature. When God warns you, listen. That's the main thing there. When God warns you, listen. Now, God loves you so much, in conclusion here, that he does warn you, but you better pay attention or you'll end up going from the straight and narrow road of salvation safety and glory to the wider highway to hell and that always leads you into death and destruction and hell amen and amen now i hope you enjoyed that sometimes i'm a little hard-hitting uh but you know it's important that you be that way it really is i, I believe that now this is a time this show that I'd like to give everyone an opportunity to get in right standing with the Lord. Uh, if you've never taken the steps for salvation, maybe you have, you may have drifted away from your first love, and you need to rededicate your life to the Lord, please agree with me now in your heart, in your spirit, as I say the sinner's prayer. Father God, I'm a sinner, and forgive me of all my sins. I believe that Jesus is your son and died on the cross and rose again. I need you today to be my savior and be Lord of my life. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. Praise God if you made this decision. All the angels in heaven are rejoicing and your family members in heaven are rejoicing too. You have made the best decision in your life. And you will never regret it, only that you didn't do it sooner. Amen and amen. Welcome to the royal family. You are on the winning side. And praise God and to God be all the glory. Now that you know the truth, let it empower your life. Amen. Amen. Now I'd like to thank you again for joining me for this program. And I hope that it has been a blessing for you. Join me next week for another empowering and bold topic. Proverbs 28.1 says, The righteous are bold as a lion. Amen. Now, boldness is not a personality trait, but acting by the power of the Holy Spirit, by urgent conviction in the face of some threat. We need to pray for a spirit of boldness to come about us. Amen. We need to be bold in these last days. That's for sure. Um, you can get my books on Amazon.com or other online venues. You can contact me by email. I've got a new email address. It's LLTWest1 at gmail.com. Send me your questions or prayer requests. I'd be honored to pray for you. I'm available for speaking engagements as well. 
Uh, please support my ministry. I need your help. You can support me on Cash App. It's dollar sign LLT West. And I sure appreciate your support. You can go on my archives on Empowered RCR Network. Or you can go on uh, OTTU Universal Media for my broad live broadcast. Uh, you can go on podcast uh, app or just Google my name on the search bar and you'll be able to find uh, stuff that dates back to 2008, nine. So I'm out there. That's for sure. Well, thank you. And God bless you till next time. Shalom. RTU Media has been operating since September of 2020. Since then, RTU Media has reached over 45 million people through our media outlets. RTU Media is changing for one purpose only, and that purpose is to bring to you the quality and outstanding media that represents our audience. Welcome to the new RTU Media. To hear this and more broadcasts like this one, go to RTU Media from the web. Also, you can find .tu Media on Roku, Amazon Fire, Android, and Apple iOS. This radio network is on .tu Media 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 56 weeks a year. Thank you for your support of .tu Media and this radio network. Thank you for listening to Empowered Radio with Lori Timms. Tune in next time for more bold topics for bold Christians. This broadcast is copyrighted by LLT Ministries and the Resilient Christian Radio Network.